figuring out what it is that you love and your aka purpose between these two bookends is is a is a constant work in progress like no one gets it right on the first go it may take the 10th or even the 200th go um, but you've got to try something and trying something and then paying attention to how it feels then adjust and then you know try again and that's the journey for the rest of your life you know until you feel like some of these things click Welcome to Startup Jobs, a podcast where we explore all the different jobs in a tech startup. What exactly are they and what have we learned from scaling teams from the inside? While most startup content focuses on the founder or investor or specific area like marketing, this show is about accelerating your personal and career growth journey in whatever startup job is best for you. Yeah, exactly, Kai. Like This show is about you. We want you to be the very best that you can be. Never gets old, does it, Mike? No, it's good. Such a track, and good to be good to be back on the mic with you. Yeah, indeed. And we are back after a little two-week hiatus because yes. we were both been travelling. I've been out uh, doing some customer listening roadshow sessions, so we'll be back to our usual weekly drops in the future. But um, Kai, you were also travelling. Where'd you get? Where'd you get to? Yeah, I had a. A great week in San Fran, um, in uh, in San Mateo down the road, which is um, the home of Sasta, um, mm. and they had their Sasta annual. And uh, me and a couple of my mates who work in a similar space decided, yeah, let's let's head along. Um, they have this sort of yeah event every year, and it was it was great. All I about think, the cautious recovery. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably one of the best startup events globally, and they put a lot of their content online as well. Yeah, what was the big the big takeaway? I think it was probably probably that kind of some of the the macro macro stuff, um, you know, folks like David Sachs and um, obviously Jason Limp, kind of sort of how they're seeing, you know, capital raising and, mm. and sort of the the cautious recovery is the line that they used, and um, yeah, some great great thoughts out of that. Mm, mm, mm. Well, we've got a special episode today. Um, I'm mm. glad we've got the, got the video on because can, can you see that? Can you see that there? Am I? Uh, can you see what's <laughs> on my cheek there, Kai? What is that? I can't. I can't see. Maybe you need to. It's a. Need it's, to a it's a little tear rolling down. It's a little tear rolling down because uh, oh. it's a bit of a sad. Some sad news to share. Do you want to um, share the sad news? Yeah. Um. It is. It is a bit a bittersweet sort of news. Um. But the punchline is this will be my last episode co-hosting startup jobs. Oh, no. Um Which is which is sad. So yeah, we thought we'd put this episode together to share that share that news. Yeah, and um, all those. Although Kai is moving on as the co-host, and we'll explain why, and the good news is the show will continue. We've decided the show will continue, and um, we'll introduce our new co-host uh, in this episode, and we'll have a bit of a chat um, with Kai here. But yeah, maybe Kai, like, it'd be good to sort of just share, you know, the reason for moving on from from the podcast for now. Like, certainly as a co-host, we hope to have you back um, many <laughs> times as a guest. So uh, yeah, what what uh, what 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 uh, sparks the move? Yeah, so um, pretty simply, I'm I'm moving companies, um, and that was really to follow an interest in uh, building products, kind of direct to consumer. Um, obviously, Zipline is is B two B, yeah, uh, and there's a hell of a lot more to learn there. Um, don't get me wrong, but at the moment, wanting to sort of complement some of that with with some B two C side of things, um, and yeah, I think as part of that. Given this show is obviously so much about Zipline's unique culture, 
um, and how we do things amidst sort of the broader startup landscape, um, we kind of felt it made sense that we hand the mic over to another zipliner. Yeah, yeah. And it's worth mentioning that like even though it um, it's tough when something good comes to an end, um, you know, we would have even loved Kai to have continued a little longer internally like with Zipline, but now after spending some time um, off the mic, uh, totally understand where you're at in your career and we can kind of yeah. touch on some of these things and the sort of burning desire to ha- have a crack at product in, 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 in consumer land, you know, when that, when that, when that burning desire is just too hot, like, yeah, it shouldn't be ignored. Um, mm. And, you know, worst case, it's no big deal. Like you give it a go for a year or two and then you kind of go, you know, B2B is my thing, you know, but that's with us or with other people. That's um, like for that journey. And I think yeah. not, not having to run this like perfect play, you know, on one's career um, and, and, and to really allow yourself to feel like, actually, I've got this, you know, burning desire to have a crack at this. And what you don't want to do is have regret, you know, in the future. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, although it's, although it's sad, you know, on both sides, you know, we're, if, if, we, if we take a view that we're going to optimize for lifelong um, meaningful engagements and meaningful partnerships, then um, that uh, allows you to feel, you know, really comfortable in, in uh, you know, going on that journey. And Absolutely. So it aligns well with recently a book that I read called um, Necessary Endings and sort of not necessarily viewing all the endings as bad, but just sort of embracing endings as a natural part of life just like there's cycles and there's there's winters and and springs and and so forth and um you know while there's some endings that are that are bad um you know there are also some endings that are like okay this has come to it's 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 run this course um and you know there's positives that come from you know starting something new and so kind of like just reframing ending not just only on the the feeling that that feels crummy um you know, when, 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 when a chapter is closed, um, but also certainly seeing the positives of a, you know, something new that comes out of this necessary ending. And so that's sort of how we both see the podcast and uh, mm-hmm. Kai on, on the career side, any, uh, any comments on, on sort of just normalizing endings and not making them, it's a, you know, it's a normal part of business. It's a normal part of life. Um, you know, it's not necessarily a problem. Um, it's, it's sort of a very natural part of, of, uh, of chapters uh, opening and closing. Yeah, I, I think that that book was, um, there's there's a lot of great points in there that we've sort of riffed on in, in a couple of sort of moments. And that's that's really, really good summary, I think. Um, you know, it's never a nice feeling, um, you know, to make these kind of decisions. There's people you care about in those right. decisions. Um, but I think sometimes, I mean, what's the quote that, that you probably introduced me to um, earlier on in the potty? It's the Tim Ferriss quote, um, you know, your success in life is is correlated with the number of hard conversations you're willing to have um, or something like that. I think that's sort of rings true here as well, provided yeah. you've thought out the logic on on sort of that decision. Mm-hmm. So with that, why don't we introduce um, our new co-host, a voice we've had before and someone mm. I absolutely love working with and love riffing with. So the, the show is going to take on uh, a different flavor and it's actually going to continue very much in the same theme we thought about like what are we trying to do with this show and that is to take you on a journey of understanding the different roles within a startup but also like our specific experiences and things that we're seeing and learning we wanted something that focuses on hey how do i get better in this type of scenario i'm exposed to this or i saw that thing happen like you know how do i continue to go on a personal growth journey within the context of a startup and so could think of no one better uh, to share the uh, the microphone with me with uh, with uh, the the new Maddie. So Maddie, welcome to to the stage. Great to have you now officially as a co-host. 
Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Kai. Thank you for passing the baton over to me. Very excited to be co-hosting along with you now, Mike. And not your first podcast uh, hosting experience. So that that also <laughs> that also helps. Um, maybe just while we've got while, while there's the three of us in this transitionary episode, Maddie, mm. you had some thoughts on some topics that could be useful to kind of cover that both set the stage for you know Kai uh, transitioning and then also. Um, taking on, you know, this uh, new co-host role. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, the topic we were quite keen to discuss today was around career paths, topically uh, for Kai's yeah. transition out of Zipline and potentially exploring this idea of career exper- experimentation or sidestepping rather than following the traditional linear path um, of promotions and mm. Really keen to sort of riff with both of you around the different approaches you can take, um, mm. you know, early in your career, but potentially also sort of like later, um, and how that can benefit the individual, but then also benefit how it is that you stand out to future employers, uh, which Mike probably later would love to hear sort of from your perspective as a CEO and someone hiring talent, you know, what it is you're looking for people, whether it's stepping mm. up, stepping sideways. Uh, and how, you know, early in our career we can optimise for a couple of side steps as well as a couple of jumps up to really get that breadth and depth of experience. So there's a bit there. Um, Mm. But, yeah, I guess initial thoughts to that and then maybe we can sort of jump into those individual benefits, the benefits from a future hire, and also just some of the risks that might be involved in this as well as Mm. the benefits. I'll start with a question for both of you actually, which is, if I th- if I think back to one of our earlier episodes, um, Brogues covered this quite well, which um, was around like you know the, the the reality is for better or for worse, you know you finish uni or you as you enter the workforce, yeah. th- there is just this um, you know I think the technical term was mimetic desire. There is this like treadmill that you're already on of expectations from parents, friends, family, um, social cohort that yeah like if you were like oh i'm gonna start i don't know digging holes you know like then you would get a completely different response to oh i just got a graduate i don't know like digital transformation role like at deloitte and they've made me the team manager right like you're gonna get two very different responses in in those which is gonna fuel your own little like ego not to mention how you feel when you put your LinkedIn update there and, and so forth. And so I suppose my question is, you've got your first gig and then what we're talking about here is being open and willing to go sideways and maybe not necessarily just go on whatever the treadmill takes you for the natural um, linear progression of that role, which is the easiest thing to just go in line with. So a long-winded way of saying, how do you, how do you think about just even being in a mental state of being open to breaking that? Because that kind of really is the first step. We can talk about what the different things are, but I suppose you've got to first go, oh, I'm going to be open to sort of stepping off this treadmill, knowing that there's other treadmills going in different directions that are faster, exciting, you know, or have more risk. But like it it ultimately means that I've got to break that um, social norm and the conversations that I need to have with, you know, with loved ones and with peers and, and, and so forth, maybe just because you've both done a version of this, um, mm. maybe I'll start with you, Maddie. Like how, have you, like how have you thought about it? Was it a conscious thing or is it just everyone around me is so supportive 
or is it like oh they probably won't quite understand or it or maybe it's like it looks like I'm still going linear so I don't really get any questions yeah like how, how have you thought about this one mm, yeah it's such a good question and it resonates really strongly with me so yeah I finished uni went straight into a graduate role at the Department of Defense and it was jumping from two years at the Department of Defense into the startup world of which describing that to peers working in government family friends no one even knew what a startup was I didn't know that myself like right. jumping over to zipline was a huge one for me um but like how did I think about that and how did I become open to that like I was deeply unhappy in my old role and like mostly because I knew I wasn't having any direct impact I was very far removed from the output of my work I wasn't motivated by the people around me and I saw the linear climb up and knew that that didn't suit me at all so I mm. sort of took the approach of I often when I talk about this this change in my career talk about feeling like I was at one end of the spectrum in terms of incredibly large organization um, no opportunity to take on extra responsibility as a junior um, I felt like I was at one end of the spectrum and I wanted to jump to the absolute like opposite end so I wanted a small company somewhere where I could take on like a lot more responsibility and be around really motivating people was also another one for me so that's kind of when like interviewing for jobs at a startup like you know zipline really fit those um, those kind of like three criteria for me um, and so yeah it was it was a very conscious um like thinking through of that, I think the, the way of being open to it was just like really reflecting on sort of those like deeper questions of what gives you energy and what motivates you at work and mm. all those sorts of things and then figuring out how that looks in a company um, and then just backing that in because a lot of people around me saw it as a huge risk whereas I saw it as like, like I knew it was going to be so much better than what I was doing. So, yeah, I guess like I was really thoughtful around that Um and yeah, like no regrets in making that decision. And how did, um, when you say some people around you, whether it be, you know, sort of colleagues or aunties, uncles or parents or other, other, other folks in, in mm. your world sort of went, oh, like that, that's, that's not quite the path that I was expecting. That seems a bit risky. Like what, what sort of things would they say? And then how would you... Like how how are you like what what was your inner emotional fortitude to be able to go actually no I'm 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 backing this bet for now and I'm I'm and I'm okay with any of those downside risks. Mm, I think the yeah I was hearing a lot about um, a lot of it was based on the reputational piece like I think from a parent's mm. perspective potentially when they're telling their friends what their daughter's doing they had no idea how to explain what I actually do and hence mm. how do they like justify value or like show that um, your kid's progressing in the world I think that's a big thing around. Uh, that is so interesting isn't it because it's like there's a there's a there's a second third order consequence there which is like mum's got to give the one line summary exactly. to her mate you know Jenny and her her you know kids like like got the graduate program at PwC and is progressing well within PwC and then how's your kid going and then mm. it's like oh got the graduate program at like Department of Defense and is now well like I don't know how to say that other thing is my kid going backwards and so that, that that's so interesting yeah that sort of becomes a, a second order consequence uh, yeah pressure. You, you almost need to give her the pitch the <laughs> give her the bullet points to trust, say. trust me I think about 12 months into this job my parents called me and said so you've got to explain what you actually do like we need to know we need that one line pitch that's but hilarious. I think like how I personally reconciled it I 
yeah, I had to grow up a bit in that moment and, and actually personally distance myself from traditional versions of success and traditional versions mm. of doing well in your career. Like I'd been on the path to become a lawyer. Like, sure, I worked at Defence. Like all, all ticked those boxes of what um, seemed to be these traditional ideas of success and progression. Um, I had to do a bit of work internally to like actually create my own success criteria and really own that. And then when you can talk to it yourself, being able to sell that back to the people around you and justify your decisions to yourself makes makes it so much easier. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, um, accepting that risk, though, was also a big part in, like, acknowledging that, yeah, this this was a risk and I'd just come from a really safe, comfortable job where I was on the progression for promotions um, and wanting to take that step back. I totally saw it as well as, like, the quicker I do this, the quicker we kind of get that risk out of the way and see how we go. And, mm. you know, I, le- I also left that job on really good terms made it really clear why I was leaving and sort of left in the position where my boss would take me back if anything went Mm, wrong. And so mm. having that safety blanket and having a lot of relationships within defence as well also just gave me that, you know, I was confident that if, like, things didn't work out, I'd be able to get a job back there. So that was a good way to leave. something back to roll back to, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's super interesting. What about you, Kai? Yeah, love love hearing about that, Mads. Um, I actually think we had a chat about that departure, um, back in the day, um, sort of comparing notes when you first joined Zipwine and and remember a lot of those points, which was great. Um, What comes up for me is actually two things. Um, The first one is back in high school, actually. Um, Like I took a sort of slightly different path perhaps to what most people expected certainly for me to do, but um, sort of most people in the year to do. Um, I didn't do the ATAR path, so, you know, HSEs or sort of – you know, I think it's um, GPA in the US, like that kind of formal um, set of assessment to then get into university or college. Um, like I didn't, I didn't do that. And then I actually moved schools sort of between year 10 and year 11 and et cetera, et cetera. So even sort of back in high school, um, there are a couple of elements where uh, I took a bit of a different, different path. Um, and then certainly in, in career as well, I think where I landed on this is sort of like, what are you sort of hoping to achieve with a five or 10 year lens, like coming back to that. Um, for me, it sort of has been around creating my own thing. Um, and I've, I'm lucky that it's that sort of, that's been quite clear for me for a couple of years now. Um, but if I take two different lenses to that, the first one is, yes, I need empathy for multiple roles. If I'm going to be a great founder, like I need to be able to think as a CSM or think as, you know, a sales sort of focused um, customer team member or think as a product person, um, et cetera, et cetera, because I might be doing those roles myself one day and I certainly will be hiring for them. So empathy is important. I think you have to sometimes do the side-by-steps to kind of get that. Um, you can't linearly progress um, as much if you're sort of jumping functions. Um, and I think the second one is like to be a great founder, I think you kind of there needs to be an element of like unique insight. Um, that was probably another thing um, that I sort of heard time and time again at SASTA was um, this weird and wonderful combination of experiences a founder had that helped them see something that most others don't. Um, I think by nature, like doing something mimetically means that you are seeing like what a lot of other people are also seeing. Like if you do the same university degree, the same graduate program, um, obviously there's lots of other parts of life you can pull from, but by sort of jumping out of that, I think you're giving yourself a good chance to have some unique insight just by having a different sort of path to others. Um, so for me anyway, that was kind of the end goal and sort of starting something myself. And um, that's 
why I think this has made sense um, sort of in those kind of steps I've made previous. Mm. So if I summarize like both of the the kind of meta points of what you shared, it feels like there was some degree of um, awareness and choice that I may not take the traditional and linear path um, even before the decision was made. So it wasn't like you woke up one day and then sort of break the, the linear path. There was sort of some good amount of thought on, on, on sort of both sides. Um, and then some high level bullet points as to what you're seeking to get next, or it may even be as simple as what I'm seeking next is not these three things, <laughs> right? Um, which may be more in your scenario, like Maddie, which is like, I see these three things. I'm not getting these things. Like I now want to try find the opposite of it. Um, or in your scenario, Kai, which I've seen from others, which is like working backwards. If I want to have a shot at being a founder in five, 10 years or whatever the amount of time is, I'm going to need to expose myself to, you know, N and I'm going to need to, you know, have, have exposure to, to Y. And so therefore, um, want to make sure that I, I, I get those, um, exposures under my tool belt, uh, in the next handful of years. So in, in either scenario, I suppose it's quite a purposeful thought and decision to, to sort of break with the the mold and, 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 and the sort of linear, the linear treadmill. And then there's the second part, which is, okay, I now need to, I suppose, have the emotional fortitude and potentially the bullet points to be able to share with people around me as to why I'm doing this thing. That's not the norm that they see day to day. Right. Um, mm. and sort of just feeling confident in that. And it sounds like there are even some, 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 some surprises that sit under the hood, even with, like supportive um, loved ones, there's going to be they've got their <laughs> they've got their jobs to be done and pains and gains to use uh, the valley problem, uh, language canvas. Um, so yeah, I think being aware of those or going on that journey is is there anything else that you think? Um, and, and maybe the third point is actually just being okay with the risk and the unknown, and and sort of just being able to know that there's a fallback and kind of being okay with that because I think in the linear path there is very little risk. Um, I mean, ironically, risk is always there because any company can, can um, you know, make redundancies or all changes, you know, big, medium or small. So it, you actually never live risk-free. There's a, a great Mark Zuckerberg quote, which I had um, printed out in front of me when I was making similar decisions at 17. So he must have just founded Facebook. Um, and I had it actually printed out and it was stuck on my monitor. And it was like, the biggest risk in life is not taking one, um, you know, which is, which is sort of like, yes, there's, there's, there's mm -hmm. risk, but actually the risk is far higher and just kind of going along with the tide. So, yeah, I certainly had a similar perspective back then. But I think eyeballing the risk, being okay with the risk, you know, thinking about stop losses. So if it goes backwards, okay, it's not going to go backwards any further than it, my job back at Department of Defense or what have you. Um, and sort of being comfortable with that risk, you know, knowing that you're going into some unknowns, but you're, you're purposely going into some of these unknowns for, you know, the more T-shaped like experience or just going, hey, this is not for me and that's not the life that I want. Let me kind of continue with discovery. Am I getting the right summary uh, from, from both of you there, do you think? Yeah, I'd say so. And one one last thought from from my side, um, which popped into my head was, you know, if you take take a really extreme example, let's say you've grown up in a in a really kind of remote part of, of Australia. Um, right. You know, you're, you're in a small community, maybe it's farming or sort of quite quite rural um the the untypical thing to do might be the typical thing to do in a in a city or metro area right mm. like 
the the non-mimetic path might be to go and take a digital transformation job at Deloitte if you've grown up in in the wheat belt. Um, so I think it's it's also it's also sort of thinking about like what is that um, environment you're in, and and sometimes it might actually be sort of atypical um, d- depending on what that is. Like it's it's funny the actual the the word mimetic comes from meme, um, and it's like the cultural system of behavior, right? So when you think about even being in a, a rural area versus metro, like what's atypical or what's mimetic um, changes. I just think that's like an interesting... And changes like relative to your family background as well, right? Like if you've yes. got parents that have, I don't know, both, you know, been, been doctors and they're, they're you know, mm. uh, previous generation were doctors or, yeah, or farmers or whatever it may be, there's, and there's, it's just latent expectations, then that's going to be a pretty strong mimetic force um that's gonna that's gonna drag you along like into that and so like breaking that um is gonna be tough interestingly yesterday was having um this very deep conversation with my 14 year old who is at a high level needing to pick between either doing the atars which is sort of the traditional um path or doing ib uh, the international baccalaureate so sort of quite fortunate that's one of the few high schools that supports the IB program which is which is great you know, it's internationally recognized but um you know so you can kind of get finish your high school and then go get a go you know go to uni at, at uh you know Paris or you it sort of has all the international standards but what's quite interesting is that rather than memorizing a bunch of tests you effectively kind of do like mini theses um and there's a bunch of like community work and, and stuff and it's far more around how well did you critically think uh, and work in a team to solve these problems and sort of write write a, a, a thesis and 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 um and present it back so it's almost more of like a mini work environment or a mini mini university environment um it's harder but it has like some things that she's got to figure out whether she wants to go down that path so as we as we were working through this it, um like i came across a quote from uh mark manson which i shared with her which i which i thought was like useful which is like okay well we all have we all have two endpoints, right we all have two bookends like one bookend is birth if you just really zoom out and the other bookend is death like it's it's pretty clear like no, no matter who you are whether you're a, a child of royalty uh or um you know born in an in a in an uh in a less uh, fortunate scenario we all have these two bookends and the, the sort of quotes basically like figuring out what it is that you love and your AK purpose between these two bookends is is a is a constant work in progress like no one gets it right on the first go it may take the 10th or even the 200th go um, but you've got to try something and trying something and then paying attention to how it feels then adjust and then you know try again and that's the journey for the rest of your life you know until you feel like some of these things click and so i think um you know this is something that we know you know far more in a 2023 world you know versus the the, the generation of our parents which was prioritizing stability you know and prioritizing brand as opposed to prioritizing a work where you wake up and you love what you do right like we were just joking on microphone beforehand saying like I'm, I'm off to, to holidays I'm on Bali this week and I'm actually looking forward to being able to get a bit of work done in some of the down moments uh, you know by the pool with my laptop and it's like I'm just in an incredibly fortunate position where my my job is like legitimately my hobby right like if x amount of dollars fell from the sky and landed on my lap i would still do if not exactly a version of what i'm doing now something very very similar like and likely 
like in a zipline context to because just engage and like love what I'm doing, right? And that's just such a wonderful place to be in. And I think what we're saying in being able to go on this this journey early on, it's this to back to the quote, like no one gets it right in the first go, it may take the tenth or, you know, the two hundredth. And it's like the little tweaks and it's the little like things that you get exposed to where you're like, oh wow, I was really into that or oh, I saw that at Department of Defense, like that's not me. And so feeling comfortable in oneself to go on that journey as well, which does break from that sort of traditional piece and and doesn't value the the brand and the stability as much. But then what you get out of it is you get a life where, you know, what you do for a living is also what you're passionate about. And that puts you in a, I don't know, 5% of the population, right? Like I just, I can't think of anything worse than day to day. And unfortunately, a lot of people are like this, right? They just can't wait to their day like their day shift to end, right? And then like hate that so much that I've now got to go out and like numb my <laughs> numb myself or celebrate that like I've just dedicated a whole chunk of my week to something that I hate doing with people that I don't enjoy being with. It's just like, wow, like there is there are other paths available and certainly within within a startup context as well, like the amount of different roles and the amount of different jobs to just take it back to the podcast. Um, and, you know, what a wonderful place to go on an exploratory journey as to, um, you know, finding what, 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 uh, makes, what makes things, what, what makes you tick there. Maddie, what's your reactions to that? Um, yeah, I think I absolutely agree. And like, it resonates a lot with how, um, yeah, how my journey's gone so far. And I think that like, you know, if I was to sort of have to give like a one-liner answer to, to someone asking me, you know, like, do you regret it? Is it worth me doing it? I think that, yeah, and kind of the first first 10 years of my career, my plan is to jump around as much as possible and try as many things until I find it's, it's actually been a journey of crossing things that I don't want to do mm. um, and knowing that less so than finding what I need to do um, or want to do because, yeah, I think figuring out what you don't like is almost just as important as figuring out what you do like. And this is that's, a safe that's time great, to isn't do it? it. Yeah. Yeah, because actually like uh, there, there, you almost, there can be so much pressure on oneself to find the thing, you know, in the same way of like finding a soulmate, you know, uh, mm. like, but but actually just experiencing different things, it's almost easier to go, oh, like that, that person's clearly like some strange like narcissist. Okay. Like, oh, that's the <laughs> thing to look out for. Okay. Like that's. Yeah, what not, are the career know, red my, flags? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, whether it's the looking for friendships or um you know, significant loved one, uh, significant other, you know, or certainly in a, in a work context, yes, that's a great, great point to kind of cross off things and then you'll naturally just pay attention to, okay, where, where am I getting lost like in uh, flow and, 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 and like really into it and where have I all of a sudden just spent a few hours on a Sunday just thinking about blah and then like knocking something down. Not that it's about like the work pressure you know, the, the man forcing you to work more, but it's just like, where are you intrinsically getting the desire and the motivation from and just kind of yeah, making, making bullet points aware of that, then yeah, that, that's, that, that, that's a process. Um, but you know, out of that process, uh, we'll, we'll get you in a, in a great spot. Kai reflections, uh, on, on this, on this point. Yeah. Very, um, very apt. I think just like feeling like actually what came up was like feeling like quite a lot of immense gratitude that we live in a a time, a decade, a generation. Yes, some folks still have, you know, the the crappy day job, but um, I think these conversations are being had more and more, you know, the Mark Manson quotes like that are, are floating around um, our minds a bit more. That's awesome. Um, and also just feeling 
very excited for you guys to continue unpacking this whole space. Um, there's lots of great episodes probably just out of this chat today. So I'm excited to tune into those. Yeah, yeah. And like we've always said, Kai, uh, you know, this marks your new chapter, um, mm. giving some other things a go. And and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure we check in regularly with you uh, on, on the ride. And I'm um, very much looking forward to to the lifelong journey. And I think, Maddie, to connect it to your point, like earlier at the top, which is, I think where you pick really matters, right? And it sort of reminds me of that um, Charlie Munger, you know, quote, it was like, you know, one, one of the most important things is to, you know, find a team and find a company, you know, like have great people trying to do like great things. Um, and like, if you find that startup, then you have a lot of flexibility of trying you know, different things out, you know, internally or, you know, even in your case, Kai, like we can't offer you, you know, a B2C, you know, product role and that's your burning itch right now. Well, you know, for us to kind of go, okay, like it it hurts, would be would be nice to hanging around, hanging about, you know, day to day, but like totally get it. And, um, you know, it's not a fuck you, don't want to ever talk to you again. It's like, hey, let's kind of keep this relationship strong. And you just, you just don't know where various paths cross um, like in the future and what have you. And I think, you know, for us to be going on a journey, certainly in a startup space where we're saying it's totally fine to be in your early 20s and be sitting in a role at KPMG or in a government department and just going, God, you know, kill me now. Like this, I, I unfortunately thought that this was my thing. I did a whole uni degree about it. I'm now two, three years in um, and I kind of feel stuck because, you know, parents' expectations and, you know, LinkedIn updates from mates doing like more senior things or getting sent away on like very special projects and then just not not feeling it. Actually, there is a whole nother world that is available, right? And that whole other world is, you know, coming over to a great company and a startup where you feel um, safe to be able to try different things um, and, you know, go on this journey of, of figuring out what is it, um, you know, where do you have your superpowers and where is it that you can be really valuable? Um, and uh, yeah, startups are an absolute uh, great place for that. Any final reflections on that uh, that point and topic, Maddie? As we round out this transitionary episode, uh, I think just like well, yeah. I mean, excited that Kai is continuing on this path of the career expe- um, experimentation and and sidestepping and trying new things. Um, in his career, like I'm about to jump Thanks, into friends. my journey of that as well in the kind of customer world at Zipline. Um, and yeah, I think just like having that approach like throughout your career is, yeah, is absolutely going to help you cross those boxes. You don't like tick the ones you do like. Uh, and ultimately, hopefully it means you wake up on a Monday morning excited for work, which Indeed. I think is a lot of people's goals in life. So yeah. That is the acid test. Absolutely. Any but final I, thoughts from you, Kai? Or? Yeah, Kai, final <laughs> reflections, words of wisdom. Why, uh, why you still have this co-host uh, microphone? <laughs> uh, it's been a blast. Um, and, and yeah, before I ship this mic off to Maddie, um, it's, uh, it's been, yeah, really fun to do this um, and to be a part of um, the, the show that we've carved out and now really excited to see how this continues to be a great resource for folks looking to join or, or already in a startup. No, great. And looking forward to getting your, uh, your experiences outside of uh, Zipline on on that on that point right i think there's 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 so much that we want to cover you know i got a linkedin message from someone last week saying hey it'd be great if you guys could do an episode on uh like working on the product organization like i've taken a chief of staff role you know Mm -hmm. to a chief product officer like how should we approach that i mean there's just so much content ahead of us um and then even in your world right b2b versus b2c you know i think that's going to be a really interesting conversation in the future 
you know, yeah. Maddie's moving into a customer facing role for the first time. And it's like, oh my God, like, you know, this whole sort of sales uh, badge, you know, comes with a bunch of negative connotations of like selling shit to people that they don't want. But then sales, like modern sales actually has a really, really important role in a startup that's more akin to like management consulting of understanding an organization's challenges and figuring out those puzzle pieces and playing back. Actually, you can you can kind of keep doing it the old way. You can kind of keep doing it this way where Jenny fills out that spreadsheet for half a day and then swivels her chair and then Frank goes over there and does that and then you go over to this thing and then you may or may not get that thing done on time. You guys can keep working like that or actually that's going to cause all these pains and problems and it's costing you, you know, 400 grand a year to do it like that or you could, you know, use our software that does all of that for 50 grand. Like that's effectively the role of sales which is just helping unpack their world. But yeah, for you to now make a transition into modern sales and kind of play that play that back and in terms of what that experience is like. So many great things for us to continue to unpack and and uh, and always having this lens of you as the individual and the person going through this journey, which there are so many things from an emotional and a psychological perspective to you know also be considering, right? Like how do I manage overwhelm when I've got some new stuff? I, like I've got this like new thing and I'm like, feeling super uncertain or like there's this person in the team that's feeling a bit prickly and how do I have a awkward conversation or I don't feel quite aligned with this other like organization and they seem super busy and super important but I've kind of noticed some stuff like how do I have those conversations so I'm looking forward to you know as a as a podcast show continuing to have those types of conversations that um you know more under the hood but really help one uh early on in 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 the, in your career to be able to have like maximum impact and, and sort of really cover what happens under the hood as well to be able to maximize that. So I think there's some pretty unique conversations that we've already had on the show. So I think with that, you know, Kai, thank you for uh, really being the anchor and, and, and kicking this off. It was a, a project that uh, like I knew that was 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 inside of us um, and was worthy yes. to put out into the world. And, you know, you kind of put the structure and the framework and um, kept the drumbeat going and, you know, continue to bring, you know, great great topics uh, to the show and you know continues to uh, have a lot of value so uh, yeah look forward for us going into to chapter two uh maddie and um so with that very special thank you kai looking forward to getting a kai update in the future but with that uh look forward to having you oh god we're gonna do a new intro episode like um maddie so we'll have to figure that out as well otherwise we'll, the ghost of kai will continue to intro the show <laughs> as you become the, the co-host but we'll figure that Can't one out that. um with that, thanks very Chat much, guys. Kai. It's been a blast. Look forward to having you on as a guest in the future and welcome, Maddie, officially. Woo. Woo thanks, Kai. Setting you out for the final time. <laughs> it's been real. See you guys. See ya. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Startup Jobs. This episode was made in collaboration with our friends at Early Work Academy, Australia's only tech sales bootcamp with a job guarantee. Applications are currently open for the next cohort. All the details are in the show notes. And finally, if something resonated with you in today's episode, we're posting episodes like this every week, including CEO memos straight from Michael. The best way to get those episodes on the day is by hitting the follow button on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time.